Hello. Hello. This is Mary. Hi. Mary did a podcast with me before, and I don't know in what order these will be played. <laughs> so maybe it was six podcasts to go this time. Maybe it was the last one. I don't know. Uh, but we're still sitting in my um, at my kitchen table, and I was really close to my microphone. <laughs> that could have been really loud for you guys. Um, so Mary did inform me after we ended our last podcast that she didn't answer my questions. <laughs> so real quick, in case you don't know from listening to previous anythings, this is Mary. Hello. <laughs> is that what you think I sound like? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, thanks. You're more like, hello. <laughs> Just um, no. This is what my voice sounds like. Hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you. That was me trying to sound like a princess. (laughs) Specifically a mermaid. You think I'm a princess? I'm a mermaid princess. A mermaid princess. It's the hair. It's it's the hair. And you get really tan when you're outside in Africa during the summer. Sometimes I want to shave all of my hair off, but... But don't. (laughs) Mostly because it's just so beautiful. (laughs) But you can if you want. Yeah. It's going to be great if you do that. No. Anyways, weird. We're... Going back. So, <laughs> Mary is here from South Africa. We've given her multiple little shouts outs. Um, you said our, that the last time. Shouts outs. Shouts it's not outs. a plural. No, it's not. Shout outs. <laughs> We've I'm said, very, hey. I'm very proud to be one of the two people that make this podcast internationally known. <laughs> the other is Caleb and Rachel McKay. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. <laughs> Can't wait to meet your baby. Whenever that is. They mm. just had a baby. Oh, He's Anyways, precious. You guys, this is so special. Caleb and I have the same birthday. Twinsies. Wow. We're not. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> it's getting late. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know us is probably like, I'm out. I'm not listening to this. Mary is here with me. And I asked her a question last time um, that I want you to answer. She lives in Fishhook. Cape Town-ish, South mm-hmm. Africa. Um, so I want to know what your favorite things are to do there. Whether you're by... Give us two. One when you're by yourself. Ooh. One when you're with your people. And then, like, what's your favorite food? And if there's, like, a couple of each of those, I'm also okay, okay with that. Because I have a really hard time picking, like, one of yeah. anything. Okay. So I'll start with maybe favorite food. In South Africa, they make pizza... That is very different from here. Mm. Most places, I think maybe I've been to one pizza place that does not make their pizza this way, but they do it all like wood-fired, oven-baked kind of vibe in a stone oven, and it is delicious. It's all thin crust, and uh, this was a very new thing to me, but putting avocado on pizza, one of like the most popular pizzas that is always available has bacon, feta, and avo, and it is so good. That sounds so good. It's incredible. Um, favorite thing to do on my own, I, ooh, ooh. Um, my favorite coffee shop is Blue Door Coffee Roasters, mm. and I love going there to get work done. Mm. Um, I'm on a first name basis with the baristas. Oh, they get my order right even when I order it incorrectly. <laughs> Girl, we know what you really want. Yeah, so that's that's pretty great. And then 
I live right on the ocean, and there's a road that goes past, like, through Fishhook, past Glenkin Heights, past Simonstown, almost to Cape Point, where the Cape of Good Hope is. It's the mm. southwestern um, the most point of Africa. Big tourist spot. But the road along there is just this stunning, winding mm. road, and there's a several pull-off spots where people can stop and take pictures mm-hmm. or just like have a lookout. And there's one spot that's significantly larger than most of the rest and it's got some pine trees mm-hmm. and just it's got a little grassy area and mm-hmm. any time of year it's one of my favorite places to just go and, mm-hmm. and be by myself or with Jesus and sometimes like if it's windy because it's super windy mm. in Cape Town almost all the time I'm in my car but if it's nice outside then I can yeah sit in the grass and mm. journal or read or just be in the sun and on a clear day I can see all the way across the bay mm. and see these massive mountains and see the detail of them it, it just fills my soul um and then your third question was favorite thing to do with people and community. Mm-hmm. And I have the most incredible group of friends mm. there. It's one of the richest communities I've ever been a part of and a true blessing to my life there. And pretty much doing anything with them mm. is fun. I really love when we get together for a bribe, which is like the South African version of a barbecue. Mm. And in the States, at least the barbecues that I've been to, they're like maybe a two or three hour affair. Um, Very quick and very much like keeping up with the Joneses kind Mm. of vibe. Whereas the brides that I've been a part of in South Africa, they take like four, six plus hours mm. and they're so relational and mm. you you just take time to be together and it's so relaxed and authentic and um mm. yeah one of one of my absolute favorite things to do in community oh I love that that's a perfect segue <laughs> this time we're going to talk <laughs> about community but was what was the phrase you used about community Mm. I've just had um, different uh, like thoughts come into my mind of like, ooh, I want to dig into that a little deeper. Um, and it's just that like the value of community. Mm. Um, the note that I wrote on my phone was the value of community. Find your people. Hmm. That's so good. So literally, let's just jump off from there. Like yeah. you just said you have like the richest community Mm. you've ever experienced. And I would say that part is like the find your people, right? Mm. So let's talk about like, how did you find your people and what did that look like? And was it easy? And was it fast? (laughs) Wink, wink. Yeah. Guys, it's not easy or fast. Just saying, and maybe it was for you. Super cool. Yeah. Um, But Mary and I have shared story and relationships being hard Mm. and rejection happening. And I think, Um, You can correct me on your end if I'm wrong, but even like a, I don't want to say skittish, but kind of that like skittish sense with relationships. Like how much do I invest? Are you real? Like, do I trust you? Um, Kind of thing. So to hear that you have some of the Mm. richest community you've experienced is like a blessing to my Mm. heart. Um, Being one of (coughs) my people, 
like Mary is one of my best friends, mm. but we oh, our relationship <laughs> stuff. But truly, like our friendship has been one on one. Like we haven't we've been in a life group together, but I wouldn't say like we were in existed in like a group of friends mm. together. Yeah. Um, and I think there is a value in like one on one friends, but also like a value in a group. Um, so that being said, I I really wanted you to more focus on the like the group part. Like, how did mm. you find? Your people. And does that include sometimes having one-on-one time? Yeah. Like, yeah. talk about that. Cool. So the when I talk about my community, it's the small group through the church that I'm a part of in South Africa called Common Ground. And when I moved there as an intern in September of 2018, the best piece of advice that someone gave me was actually Zach Allen's shout out, bro. What's up, man? <laughs> um, Zellens, you get a lot of shout outs too. <laughs> um, but was like, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable in mm. the context of meeting new people. And for me, recognizing like I'm single, I was going to live alone. I was mm. joining a team where I didn't know anybody and they're all incredible t- people, but it just takes time to build relationship in that. And for my heart and what I need, community is not an option. Mm. It is a necessity. Mm. And so viewing it as, as that of something that I need in order to build a sustainable life um, really motivated me mm. to put myself out there in the context of community. And I got connected with this church through one of my teammates and into this small group. And um, it with some of the people, it was like this immediate click, yes, we're going mm. to be friends. But then going beyond that first, like, meet cute moment yes. almost with, with new potential friends, it takes time and effort to mm. build that. It's not something that just happens overnight. And it was a lot of, like, me reaching out mm. and a lot of them reaching out and and saying like hey I know that I don't know you but do you want to come over to my house for lunch Mm. and have lunch with me and my family and choosing to say yes to things that scare me yeah um and being willing to be vulnerable and and uh, I'll never forget the first night that I I shared parts of my story with someone that I was still becoming very uh, I was still very new and becoming comfortable mm. with that part of my story and sitting across the couch from this girl drinking tea and sharing that and having her say, oh my gosh, me too. Mm. And and just that, that commonality there yeah. and um, starting with one or two people and then seeing the community they were a part of and being able to fit in and invest in that and then after my internship I came back to the states and lost touch with some of them but not all of them and then going back and refinding my place in community and recognizing that they've changed they've grown people have come people have left I've changed I've grown and Mm. sorry just refinding that balance is so it's hard but it is so worth it to Mm. plug in and not just have like I think it is so great to have one person that you're like you are my person Mm. but that also puts a lot of pressure and responsibility on someone and like with you and I 
I can say you're one of my people, but I would not put that pressure on you or the expectations in my own heart of saying you are my person. Hmm. I'm not your spouse. Like that's not how Hmm. that works. That having that one singular person, I think really only works in that spousal relationship in a marriage. When it comes to friendship, having someone that you're like, you are part of my people. Yes. Being plural is, is this shared, um, carrying of each other's joys and burdens and, um, a deep togetherness that Mm. I've experienced with this group. Like, Oh my gosh, if you don't have your people, you've got to find them. Mm. <laughs> well, and I um I think there's like a misconception of mm. finding your people in multiple ways. Like mm. one of them being find your people, never leave your people. Mm. And sometimes relationships change. Yeah. Or find your people, stay with your people, never go anywhere else. But like yeah. we are called to we're called to be a part of the body, but we're also called to go mm. out. Yeah. Or the like, I don't want to try to find people because it hurts too much when something yeah. does change. Or even like you find a group of people or even one or two people, right? And there's a moment where, let's say, a meet cute moment with someone where you're like, we're going to be great friends. <laughs> and something changes. Yeah. Um. Something that maybe existed and you didn't see it or was triggered by a trauma. Um, And somehow that began to work itself out in such a way that that person Mm -hmm. wasn't who you thought they were. And there's grace with that. Mm. But then choosing the boundaries of making hard choices to allow that friendship to be different and maybe engaging it in a different way on purpose. Mm. Um, And I feel like parts of those have been a part of your story in like different seasons and in different ways. Will you... Like, talk about maybe, like, the difference between the healthy place you're in now with this group of friends mm. and boundaries that have had to mm. exist, even within a healthy group of friends, yeah. right? Um, but maybe even contrast that, not in a compare and contrast game, right? But, like, mm. in the past, like, y'all, finding people, finding community is hard, and dying to yourself is hard. Mm. And serving and loving like Jesus is hard, but he equips us to do it. <coughs> and like finding your people doesn't mean that you're all going to agree about everything mm. all the time and that you all have to love the same things. Like yeah. in the last podcast, Mary was talking about how like, she just loves watching the people she loves enjoy doing something they want to do. Mm. Um, but I think the shared story, has it, where there's a lot of true foundation mm-hmm. and unshakability is when we yeah. all believe the same spot in Jesus and we're yeah. drawing each other closer to him as we engage with one another. At least in my story, those have been like some mm. of the strongest relationships outside of my siblings, right? Um, because my sisters and I are very close, but there's their shared story in a different way with them too. So that that's like a lot of mumbling, but I feel like there's, there's power in both sides of your story um, with being a part of community that wasn't necessarily bad, but wasn't mm. necessarily healthy. Yeah. And like, what is that like walking into a new place that's healthy? Like, can you, can you just kind of talk through the transformation of like mm. what that looks like in your story? Mm. Yeah. A lot of my relationship with people, um, previous to like, I don't want to say like South Africa changed my whole mm. perspective on community, but I think it, um, 
it gave me a pretty hard break from like a break off from Mm. my community that I had here in a way that I did not realize I needed and um allowed for fresh growth in places that I Mm. also didn't really know I needed um Mm. throughout high school and even into early like young adulthood a lot of my relationships were based on um like what I could do for them and and not not in a selfless servanthood kind of way but from a place where I really found my identity and what Mm. I could do for other people and Mm. truly longing to be that person that someone would go to with every little thing and feeling Mm. hurt or taking it very personally when I Mm. wasn't that for people um I used to crave that feeling of being completely drained of Mm. energy, like physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy, because I thought the more of myself that I quote unquote poured out for these people, then the more it showed that they, I loved them and they loved me. And it was just this really toxic, Mm. um, cycle. Mm. And a lot of my friendships were, one-sided and not mutually edifying and Mm -hmm. um a lot of things that I think certain people mentors or uh my mom would have recognized Mm -hmm. those patterns in me that like I just couldn't see and and even if I could see them didn't want to know about them Mm -hmm. and then entering new community starting literally starting over with community in South Africa had to recognize like one I'm in a completely different country and culture and Mm. that's draining in and of itself and then trying to add people into that Mm. it's just draining in a different way and having to establish boundaries and healthy Mm. healthy boundaries healthy expectations like on both sides Mm -hmm. when it comes to community and understanding like I don't have to be a part of everything Mm. I'm not that important this group of friends is not about me they also Mm. all know and love each other and that's healthy and beautiful and great and Mm. and also knowing like sometimes being with them even when I am tired is filling and just having to be in tune with the Holy Spirit of like what does my soul actually need right now do I need that time by myself to recharge or do I need to be around people who know Mm. me and love me and where I feel relaxed and at peace with and recognizing (laughs) at what points do I need those one-on-one times because those are super super valuable and for the last like year and a bit year and a half maybe I've had a standing Friday night friend date Mm. with someone and she's become my like Talmudim person Mm. of that person where we're being discipled and growing together and asking those hard questions and in accountability with each other and Mm. can literally just point blank look at each other and call our sin by its name Mm. and in the same conversation be laughing hysterically about the dumbest things or feeling super encouraged by each other's hearts and what we're learning in the word and truly having a friend where you feel like 
and not just this one specific person, but the majority of my group of friends, I truly feel like they are people who weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And I have physically, like tangibly seen that in my life the last couple of months with them. And it's just been remarkable. That's amazing. What about the, okay, so the one-on-one thing. Mm. I want you to speak to that because I've watched you work through that as well. Mm. Um, mostly from, um, in my my story, from a space where I've seen you do this really well, where you take time to be one-on-one with people mm. and with the group. But I've been a part of groups or watched groups at a distance where other people don't like that because they want to be a part mm. of everything or they want to manipulate and yeah. control, like, be really out of a broken place, right? Where, like, if I'm not included in everything, it means I'm not mm. loved. So I see that it's not, like, directly connected, like, mm. to us. But how do you, in a group, like, in finding your people, how would you say, as you're surrendered to the Spirit, do you walk through those moments while mm. still pressing into being one-on-one with people, even if mm. it upsets someone else, and being real and raw with, like, mm. why does that upset you? Or I also love you. Like, what is that... What does that look like? <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> That's a good word. And, and this is the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to... Before secu- you say this, were you good at boundaries? <laughs> okay. Just want to don't throw that out there. Not even a little bit, In case guys. anyone's like, wow, Mary sounds like she has it all together. No, not, not even a little bit. <laughs> and actually, that, that was one of my biggest fears of doing anything like this uh, like a podcast Mm. of I do I do think that my life is pretty cool and the things that I'm doing are great but they are cool and great and incredible not because of anything in me Mm. but because of Christ and Mm -hmm. I'm very human I'm very flawed I'm very broken and Jesus covers over all of that yes amen I have been so bad at boundaries for Mm. most of my life It's an area that I've seen tons of growth. It's an area of my life where there's still room for tons of growth. Mm. Um, But it's an area that I think is worth investing and Mm. and growing through and pressing into those hard, painful places of uh, I don't have boundaries and needing to implement them or Mm. I have too many boundaries that people can't Mm. get in and um, navigating that is hard and holy work. Yeah. I think. Absolutely. Um, what was your question? Yeah, I totally derailed you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, How one do you on do ones, boundaries yeah. with one-on-ones yeah. in a group of friends. Um, I feel like with the, the people in my close circle, there's... So I'm a leader in a young adult small group at my church. And <laughs> when I say small group, it's not small. There's... <laughs> there's like, a large group. Like... At least 18 of us, maybe Mm. closer to 20 or more. But it is Mm. truly just incredible. And I I think I could do, I could hang out one-on-one with probably every person in my group, which Mm. is really unique and special and rare. Like, I feel like I found the unicorn of community (laughs) almost. Because they're all just incredible. So everyone else, give up hope. (laughs) I'm just... Um, and maybe they don't feel that way about me. Maybe they don't want to hang out one-on-one with me, but that's okay. Anyway, I think I was saying a lot of it starts 
from, like being able to put boundaries in place and advocate. advocate <laughs> Let's advocate for that. Advocate shall we? For, for what you need and what other people need starts from a place of security in, mm. in who you are and whose you are. Yeah. So much of my security, I, sorry, let me rephrase that. So much of my insecurity and in friendship came from a place of insecurity in myself and in God. Mm. And the closer that I got to him and the more that I let him rewrite the script in my mind of who I am and who he is, mm. then he was able to come in and rewrite the script of how I see other people and, mm. and how I engage in relationship with them. Mm. Um, it's really, I think, a foundational block in having healthy friendships and healthy community. Mm. And then moving on from there, reaching out and having one-on-ones with people, open space for conversation that, so like I said, I would hang out one-on-one with pretty much everyone in my group and I stand by that. But there are certain things that I would converse about with only certain people in my group. Mm, And that's, I think that's discernment. Like not everyone needs to know every little thing. Yeah. Um, and that's that's also a hard line to walk of mm-hmm. like not being inauthentic, but not not oversharing and, and undersharing. And so much of being able to discern that comes from being in tune with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I've had people reach out to me and say like, I heard that you did a one-on-one thing with this person, and. I would have really loved to come and I felt really excluded and having to apologize and say like, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry that my actions made you feel that way and, and acknowledging when I've wounded people and then explaining my heart behind why mm. I did something the way that I did it and not in a way of excuse, but in a way of sharing like, this is just a boundary that I have and in that moment, that's what I felt like I needed. And not in a, I think it can be so easy to get into the like, well, this is what I need right now. Sure, and what yeah. you need, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Um, but holding both of those and finding that boundary line <laughs> between them. And then when there's a very specific person that I'm thinking of that that asked to join in something and I had to say, I'm really sorry, but I think it's best if I keep it just the way that I had planned it, but I'd really love to spend one-on-one time with you. So let's schedule that and making time Mm. and being intentional in that because it's a relationship and a friendship that I value. And and I want to show up for this person in the way that she's asking within the limits that I have. Hmm. That's good. And I think that speaks to the fact, like, especially with someone with a heart like yours that loves people or in the past has struggled with, like, I I have to do everything Mm -hmm. for everyone. Right. To recognize that we're not Jesus. Yeah. And it can be easy in relationship here on earth to mm. look for the fulfillment in people mm. that really only Jesus provides. Yeah. Or we're looking for that in lots of places. Yeah. Running in and into and through things that we think will fill us. Um, and people can be one of those easy things that yeah. we I don't even know that we know that we're doing it. Yeah. Right? But like, wait, if you do this, then I'll feel this way. And if you don't make me feel this way, that's on you. So I love the way that you put the fact that like, I can apologize for the wounding that happened, even if it wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. 
and give you the reason behind it, not an excuse, but a reason Mm -hmm. to help people understand because a part of true love is not letting everyone do whatever they want or even just doing what everybody wants, but truly being in a place of like, I love you enough Mm -hmm. to say no to this because you have to learn boundaries too. And I love this other person enough to say yes to them in this space without you present because we also don't know the the shared story of like everyone in every situation, right? And I think there's there's just the beauty and when we establish healthy boundaries even if it can feel intimidating and immediately Mm. like kind of sucky to communicate those things Mm -hmm. there is god establishes boundaries for our freedom not our bondage yes like bondage and boundaries are different things and actually when we live outside of his boundaries is when Mm. we engage in bondage and sometimes that can seem like why are you saying that over something as small as like Mm. doing one-on-one and adding somebody who asks but if god if we haven't been Mm -hmm. in conversation with Mm -hmm. god listening to his voice and and the following after his spirit and we're saying yes to something he's saying no to we could be wounding that other person as well right trying to step into a position of like being god rather than letting god Mm. be god so i think there's just this this like beautiful walk of like when I'm surrendered and doing what God is asking me, he can use that to teach other people. And that's mm-hmm. not a manipulative yeah. thing. It's just yeah. a, it's a part of the way we work in community. Yeah. Um, so I love that because I have totally seen you grow in like so many boundaries <laughs> as well, but I love how, how I think you recognizing the need for boundaries also came in a season where there was a hard cutoff. Like, mm. you didn't have a choice but to start <laughs> over yeah. as you were obeying God's lead in your life, right? You could have chosen to disobey, but you're also like, but I can't. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do what God has asked me. And even though you wanted to go, there is the the start over point that exists no matter what. When you're relearning yeah. all of these things, that I think it's powerful that you stepped into a place that in the midst of all that transition, you didn't just go back to old coping mechanisms and mm. habits with relationships, but allow God to work forward and through mm. that. Um, because there's there's this easy relapse thing we can do, mm. right? And God has grace with that. But you didn't stay in that place, but like have helped to create, I think, even from a distance, healthy boundaries within your group of friends. Because mm. I've watched from this side of the world, your group of friends explode. <laughs> like it started off very small. Yeah. And I've literally just like slowly seen this group number grow and your joy in it grow mm. um, as you like are intentional and present and loving people well. So I commend you for that. I think that's really <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you. Um, shoot. While you were talking, I had another question for you and it was, I got nothing. Oh, maybe it'll come back. Sorry. No, it's okay. Huh? Hmm. Hmm. Well, do you have any other just thoughts from mm. your story and community and um, what you would want to say to somebody? I think final thoughts, maybe like final challenge of like mm. something that I've been thinking through is when it comes to community is just um, being willing to stick it out when it when it's hard. Mm until it gets good like when you're starting new and it's you're in that new and uncomfortable like be willing to stick it out when it's hard until it gets good but then Mm. also giving yourself the freedom to leave when it's not Mm. and understanding that 
friendships and community that are really founded and unified in Christ will have mutually edifying aspects and and mm-hmm. not that it will always be 50-50 and and not that I think community should be this constant keeping score and keeping tally of well I did this for you and now I expect you to do something mm-hmm. for me before I'll do anything for you again kind of uh, it, it should yeah not that kind of relationship but um that surrendered and giving of yourself knowing that mm-hmm. the other people will meet you at that same level mm. of selflessness too in a way and um mm. yeah just praying for discernment in what your your community looks like and mm. and understanding that it's okay to walk away sometimes and mm. and that's really hard to do yeah speaking from personal experience but sometimes that's that's what you have to do in order to to open yourself to what God has mm. next. And also taking, like, I think at the beginning I said something along the lines of community not being an option for me, but being a necessity. And that's not just for me. I really believe that's for everyone. And it yeah. looks different for everyone, but making community a priority mm. in your life and maybe shifting things around if you need Mm. to in order to prioritize Mm -hmm. friendship and community as someone who's single like I don't have that spouse to come home to Mm. at the end of the day to find that aspect of community and connection in them I have to be really intentional Mm. about doing that and so just asking yourself the question of what does it look like to um first center your life around Christ but then out of Mm. that um, also around community in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah, because we're made for both. Like, yeah. I think Shay and I have probably talked about this so many different times on here, but just the fact that our God is three in one mm. and he's like made in yeah. community, just immediately when we're made in his image mm. means that we're made for community yeah. as well. Exactly. And though it might not look the way we we think it should, I think hugely based on like what the world thinks it should look yeah. like. I should have like this many friends and be doing this many things, like whatever that might look like to the world is not necessarily the way God calls us to community. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the thing I was thinking of earlier that I wanted to say was like, I've, I want to encourage people in this sense that like the community that Mary is talking about might not be yours. Mm. Like you might not yeah. ever have a close group of friends that's 19, 20, 21, 22 people, right? Um, You might not have more than two friends at a time, Mm. and they might just both be one-on-ones. You might have one friend. Like, it is going to look different Mm. for everybody. Like, I don't know that I've ever really had, like, a, quote, group of friends. Like, Mm. I feel like in some ways I've, um, like, tried out for friend groups. I keep doing air quotes like you all can see me, but I like <laughs> almost feel like I, I tried out like I, I was a part of a friend group and then just wasn't like invited back anymore. Mm. So I've been I, there. Yeah. And it there God taught me a lot yeah. in that and there's a lot I still don't understand and am open to God like speaking mm. to me about. Um, if he wants to, if that has anything else to do with like something I might need to yeah. to see inside myself and change. But I say that to say, like, I have not really ever been a part of, like, a long-lasting, like, group of really close friends or within a group of friends. There's, like, a ton of drama or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's okay that that's a part of my story. But right now, my closest people, like, they don't exist in a group. Mm -hmm. Like, I am a part of a Bible study, and I love those women, but I'm not equally as close to all of them. Mm -hmm. But my accountability partner is in that group, and we spend a lot of one-on-one time together. And that's okay. Um, And then, like, you and I... I've never been a part of, like, that kind of group mm. together, but mm-hmm. we build and encourage each other. We build yeah. up and encourage one another and yeah. challenge each other. Yeah. Um, so there's just – and then I, I have, like, a handful of other people that I consider very close to me that I trust that aren't a group of people, um, and that's okay. Yeah. So I just – that's an encouragement that, like, you might hear Mary story and just be mm. like, wow, that sounds great. That's the kind of thing I want. And it's okay to want that, but be asking God what it is he has for you so you don't miss what he does give you. Um, And I do want to clarify, like, I'm not equally close with all 20 people mm, in this friend mm -hmm. group. Like, there are different depths of relationship, um, even within that. Sure. And having, having kind of modeling your core community the way that Jesus did of, of mm-hmm. having your that connection between you and the Father mm-hmm. be really strong. And then Jesus had a group of like three, right, mm-hmm. that yeah. he was really close to. And then outside of that, a group of 12 that he was mm-hmm. really close to. And then even further outside of that in different communities that he was a part of. And, yeah. Um, so like first and foremost – making sure that your relationship with God mm. is where it's supposed to be. And I even hesitate to say like where it's supposed to be because every person's journey is different and it's not something yeah. to be compared or contrasted with anybody else's, but making sure that before you can have healthy community horizontally, you have to have healthy community vertically. Yeah. Almost and like making sure that your heart posture with God upwards is good and then go out yeah. from there. And then instead of looking for a pocket of people that you can get into that's a big group of like twenty people, mm-hmm. just start with one. Mm-hmm. Like like you can't you can't be everyone's best friend. We weren't made to be everyone's yeah. best friend. But I think just focus on the people that God has placed in front of you. What is your circle of influence like? And mm-hmm. and who has God brought alongside you um, where you can minister to them and they can minister to you? Yeah. And, and and that's a very um, fine line to walk of, of wanting to love people selflessly and mm-hmm. be loved selflessly by others mm-hmm. and just... Again, having to be in tune with the spirit and discerning what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Mm. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Thanks, friend. <laughs> Next time great. we're on a podcast together, I'm going to be in Africa. Lord willing. Lord willing. Yes. We just came up with that if plan. If anyone wants to sponsor a yes. trip for the book years to come to Fishing South Africa, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Also, I have a spare bedroom in my house, so if anyone wants to come and visit, come and visit me. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> and Mary's being for real. Yeah, I really am. I I love my life in South Africa. I love the ministry that I'm a part of, and 
and I don't mean this as like a plug for myself at all, but like if there's anyone listening that genuinely wants to know more about what I'm doing or what my life looks like there, mm-hmm. reach out to Shay and Haley. They have my contact details. Um, yeah. I'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Or if anyone too is uh, in any sort of fundraising aspect, like Mary is phenomenal at fundraising mm-hmm. and doing it well. Um <clears throat> And I don't know, maybe you wouldn't want to connect with people on that. <laughs> I, I sense, though, that, like, Mary would be an incredible uh, contact and incredibly willing mm-hmm. to talk to anyone about fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, it became a joy for her versus, yeah. like, this I'm one drudgery. of those weird people who, like, <laughs> loved fundraising mm-hmm. and still hold a, just a deep love and value for fundraising. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, if there's anyone who wants to chat about that if you're in in a fundraising season or feel like God might be calling you into that or even if you have done it in the past or just want a different perspective on it I suppose um and also I just want to make myself available to people who feel like they're really struggling in community I know quite tangibly how hard community can be and I count the community that I have from right now as a huge blessing from God. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like community has become stagnant or stale Mm -hmm. or non-existent Mm -hmm. in your life and you just need prayer or if you need deeper encouragement or just need someone to listen, um, I was was going to say, like, I'm here. I won't be here (laughs) physically in Michigan anymore, but technology is a beautiful thing. and yeah, feel free to reach out. I'd love to have further, deeper, richer conversation about that. That's great. You're amazing. Oh, and I love you. Thanks love for you. coming and sharing your heart. And um, yeah, not just with me, but giving people the opportunity mm. to get to know you and, and speaking because you're so good at talking. <laughs> You're so good with words. You really do articulate really well, and I appreciate you sharing. So thanks Thanks, for being here, friend. friend. It's been a real pleasure. I love you a bunch. Love you too. And everyone listening, truly love you. Um, Mm. I don't say that flippantly like, oh, I'm supposed to, but um, God loves you. He sees you. Amen. He desires like the most for you, which Mm. looks like himself. And his word promises that he fills and fulfills us and gives us what we need. Yeah. Uh, so keep turning to him. Seek him, even when it feels uncomfortable or mm. discouraging or confusing. Yeah. Um, press in. He he doesn't go anywhere, even if that doesn't feel true. Mm. Um, he is our consistent community and gives us mm. just the, the present, very present help and love that we need. Um, so we love you. We're grateful that you're a part of this podcast. Um, we'd love to hear from any and all of you in whatever things you'd like to share. But uh, until next time, we bid you adieu. <laughs> Bye, guys.